crazy, Tauntaun. What is it? Wampa! Wampa! New Tauntaun, Wampa, and action figures each sold separately. Han Solo, help! Oh, no! It's got Luke! Wampa! Watch it, Tauntaun! Gotcha! New Tauntaun comes with an open belly rescue feature. You'll be okay, Luke, as soon as I chase away that thing. Wampa! Wampa! New Tauntaun and Hoth Wampa and other action figures each sold separately from Kenner's Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back collection. And here we go. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This <laughs> does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 127 of the Sith List. I'm your host, the Raj Dolachahi, and my co-pilots for this evening's adventure into the underworld. Ooh. You like that, boo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> the young, the bearded one, Mr. Carlos. Boo Arguello. The man we call the comic book guru, the man who looks pretty chipper today. It's two weeks in a row of chipperness from this man, which is a rarity. It is. Which is, I'm, all, I'm very happy about. Mr. Less. I wish it was more chippy. Gonzalez. Yeah. For the, the man terms. that I call El Hombre. I'm, and I'm hoping one day you will too. The man with the beautiful golden locks. The man that strums his guitar like Tom Brady throws a football. Mr. Eric is awesome, Strathers. And tonight... We have a very special guest host. You might have heard him on the Intergalactic Peace Coalition, otherwise known as the IPC podcast, discussing all kinds of things in the sci-fi fantasy genre. You might have been on Twitter and seen his tweets of him rallying for more diversity and inclusion in the galaxy far, far away. You probably read some of his interesting articles about all things Star Wars on the StarWarsUnderworld.com and listened to him on the very entertaining, informative, and popular podcast, SWU. He loves photography. He loves to travel. The founder and the heart behind the Star Wars Underworld, Mr. Benjamin Hart. How you doing, buddy? I am doing fantastic, especially after that very, very... Uh, I, I don't think I'm worthy of the intro, to be honest. Oh, you're you're um, definitely but, worthy. Uh, <laughs> you're definitely but, worthy. But uh, I, I certainly appreciate it. It's a pleasure, guys. Seriously. Long-time long listener, first-time caller. Wow, that is very cool to hear that you've been a long-time listener to us, because we've been a long-time listener of you on the Star Wars Underworld. Appreciate that. I always say this. My first podcast that I've ever listened to in the whole podcasting Star Wars genre was Now This Is Podcasting and the Star Wars Underworld. So and Yeah, I always remember that. And I always think that, like, like yeah, you, I, you stuck with podcasting after listening to us first. That's, that's a good thing. 
That's right. I think Dom said the same thing, by the way. Especially in our early episodes. I think we're okay now. Back in, you know, 2011. (laughs) Oh, no. That's how I feel about us. Anybody that listens to us, I go, please tell me you didn't listen to the first 15 or 16. (laughs) Yeah, there was a guy that came to me in, in my DMs on Twitter. He was like, oh, yeah, I haven't caught up to your most recent episodes. I've been binging all of your older episodes. I'm like, oh, dude, like you are committed. <laughs> but my God, how are you subjecting yourself to that? <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how I feel. No, it's it's a uh, pleasure for us to have you, buddy. So thank you. Thank you for uh, well, thank coming you. on, man. It's long overdue. And we're going to get into Ben's fandom and the wonderful world of Star Wars Underworld and how that even came about. And even the IPC, uh, we're going to do that in a few. Uh, but uh, how's everybody doing? Uh, how, ben, how are you doing? Are you doing all right? I am doing great. I'm doing, I, I really shouldn't complain. I the, could complain. I the, will complain, but I shouldn't. You're allowed to complain here, so feel free to complain. Uh, Mr. Struthers, how you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Followed by great, followed by excellent. Les, you look fantastic, so go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah, I look that way, so that's good then. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> Boo, everything good? Yeah, no, I'm good. Everything's good. I'm Everybody's good. just ready to roll tonight, I think. Absolutely. Huh? No, no chit-chat in the beginning, which is good. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right, I'm down. Ready to get into some stuff? Well, let's get into Mr. Benjamin Hart. Well, that didn't sound good. Let's get into Benjamin Hart. had to make it weird. <laughs> let's get into Ben's fandom, and let's get into how the Star Wars Underworld started before we get into all the other stuff. So, Ben, we obviously know you love the wars like we all do here. And just, just a little bit. Just yeah, a little just tiny little bit. What's some other stuff that you're into? Oh, man. I Anybody listens to IPC, we kind of go everywhere on that show but like there's several things that i kind of latch on to mcu is my is my second jam after star wars Ooh, okay. i love the marvel cinematic universe i'm really into that at this point and infinity war is, is up there on my favorite movies ever list wow. um so that's a thing and then i've i've enjoyed even though i've kind of fallen out of love with some of the shows i've really i've been one of the people's kind of um been praising the arrowverse for a while and i, I really have enjoyed a lot of that i love arrow uh, specifically at the moment and oh, cool. um yeah and i i don't i'm trying to think of what else because star wars has just enveloped my life it's almost like this fog that i have a hard time breaking out of but i i do try and a lot i do try to try a lot of new things um especially because you know ipc kind of demands it that we review stuff we just did harry potter the entire ones of those wow. i've never seen any of them oh wow um, really Lord of- did Lord of the Rings, never seen any of those. Wow. Um, so I'm a new fan to a lot of things, and I'm trying to like figure out what I'm gravitating towards as far as something that I'm just a casual fan of and more of a hardcore fan. Ben, I just <laughs> recently started going through the Harry Potter catalog as well. Ah. All my adult life, people have been like, hey, have you seen Harry Potter? And Harry Potter came out when I was at this weird age of young adult or you know i mean when i say adult i was like 23 maybe and i didn't have kids and i didn't really have friends with kids so it wasn't a thing that was on my radar and uh so people have been telling me forever you've got to check out harry potter and i'm like yeah i'm good and then david w collins does an episode of the soundtrack (laughs) show and he's like here's what the music from first harry potter's like and i'm like oh i gotta see all these movies right now Here's my here's my experience with Harry Potter. So and picture this being a little kid with round glasses growing up. What do you think the number one thing that I got as a kid? You look like Harry Potter. Um, And of course, as a kid, I'm like, Harry, what? 
So and and they were popular as a kid. I just didn't get into them. And uh, you know, my parents aren't big fan of stuff like that. So like they they didn't get me into it. So it took literally you know me at you know twenty six to finally watch them. That's awesome. Have you been to the Wizarding World, the wonderful Wizarding I World? I went to that before I saw the movies. I rode yeah. the, I rode the the ride like five times before I ever saw a movie. Did you throw up on the ride? Because I heard that's a big thing. I did not. I'm okay. I, thankfully, okay. I didn't. That would be bad. Well, I heard that they had to adjust it because of how crazy it was. So it, now it's, it's pretty violent. Yeah, but it's not. It wasn't that bad. I, I guess I just I I hit it good. I guess. All right. Cool. Do you like the rest of the CW verse or just Arrowverse? I've watched all the shows. I never really got into Supergirl. I watched the first couple seasons of Legends. It just kind of fell off. Um, Flash is kind of not doing it for me. Um, even though the last episode, which was the hundredth episode, I think, was really good. So that's kind of holding me on. But Arrow, even though it's had, you know, it's bottomed out in places. I've that the last couple seasons have been really stellar. So I'm 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 holding onto that one. I'm trying to just. Focus on what I like and not worry about the rest. Okay, because I was going to ask for you to find to try to convince me and Araj to get back into Arrow. Well, here's the thing with Arrow. I will say this: really like. I it. think Arrow is the trailblazer for these comic TV shows because yeah. they did things that the other ones weren't doing. If there was any ones actually, and the other ones were able to push the envelope more on other networks no, because they're streaming networks because of Arrow. That's my opinion. Let us know how do we get back into Arrow. It's hard for me to recommend thing because I'm like, you know, it's all it all comes down to like, you just, you know, if it feels right for you, good. If not, um, I just think Arrow for me has been pretty good at keeping itself fresh and doing different things. And okay. I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that, like, you know, at the end of last season, it was all out in the open and he was the Green Arrow. He went to prison. And then this <laughs> season has dealt with him getting back out of prison for means I won't explain. but. And the Flash has been bothering me from the sense of it seems stale sometimes. It seems like it's just, you know, villain of the week. It's not the show's not actually going anywhere, whereas Arrow has really done a good job of reinventing itself, doing something different to where you can see, like, these characters, this show is completely different from where it was season before last or whatever. Like, I think that's where it's kind of gone. And one of my other favorite shows, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is, Ah. like... That show, I've always been impressed by how it, like, it will do episode arcs, and it just sticks to them, and that show completely reinvents itself every few episodes, and it's just amazing to watch it. So I'm looking forward to that one, and Arrow reminds me of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is why I like it. You know, that's one that I think I need to start, for sure, before I get back into Arrow, just because so many people have pushed that on us, Yeah, and, and, and we've heard so many great things about it. And so. they brought Ghost Rider to, they, they brought, brought a Ghost new Rider. Ghost Rider. That was a good season. Yeah, so I'm not going to say... Very good season. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's perfect. It had some down spots, you know, season one, season two. It was hard to get into it. But I think overall now, like, it's it's come a long way. And the characters that have been built up, which out actually, the only characters left, spoiler alert, Phil Coulson's not around anymore. Now they're going to be carrying it on without him. That's going to be interesting. But I think they're like Daisy Johnson, all those guys. They're really, really good in those roles. People that listen to our podcast that love that show are going to be very happy that we just talked yes, about it. Definitely. Because we can never talk about it. So thank you. I'm man. always open to talk yeah. shit. Now, Star Wars Underworld. We're going to get into your love for Star Wars when we talk about Star Wars in a second. But start the Underworld specifically, how did that come about? Oh, it's a long story. 
<laughs> it's actually not that long of a story. It's it basically it was it was my first foray into like fandom as we know it now, like online fandom. And it was back. I'm talking. It started in 2010, actually, April of 2010, April 10th of 2010. Um, and Basically, it was just me kind of hanging out on some message boards, being a bored 17, 18-year-old going, hey, I'm just going to start a Facebook page. I'm going to start a Star Wars Facebook page, and that's exactly what I did. And you know, that's what it was for a while. It was just the Star Wars Underworld as a Facebook page, and it eventually grew into Twitter and a few other things. And then this guy named Chris Siegel came along, and he was like, uh, we need to have a website, and we need to have a podcast. We need to have this and that and that and that. And then I'm like, okay. So that happened. <laughs> and that point, I mean, Dominic Jones wasn't even in the picture. Like, uh, our original lineup of hosts um, kind of included me, but kind of didn't. And it was Chris and Dominic. I don't even think was listening to the show at that point. Wow. Um, but we launched our website a year after the Facebook page launched. And then it was sometime after that when we launched our podcast. And it's just grown ever since. And, you know, it's been my kind of number one outlet for how I express myself as a fan, really, truly, Um, especially the social media side and stuff like that. I really love it. And uh, it's it's been magnificent. Now we're, you know, we have a major website now. We have a podcast. Um, We're going to have a booth at Celebration. You know, it really just kind of uh, it's been this amazing thing. And it, it, it all started with this little Facebook page. And that's why I always tell people, like, just start small and Hopefully one day it'll grow into something much, much bigger because that's how you got to do it. You know what? If you're a Star Wars fan, you have to listen. You probably already do, but you have to listen to Star Wars Underworld. How genuine these guys are, Chris, Dom, and Ben, and how the love of Star Wars comes through those, those speakers. You can, you can instantly tell how big of fans and how genuine they are of their love of Star Wars and the information on the website. It's just it's just a great package of a podcast. So if you're into Star Wars, please, please listen to them if you're not already, which you probably are. Thank you very much. That, 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 and that, that always means a lot. And you guys are, are far too kind. I'm really excited to meeting you at Celebration. Yeah. Um, we've met Dom. We've hung out with Dom multiple times. And and Chris, we've met. I've met a couple times, but having really got to know Chris as well as I have Dom, so I can't wait to hang out and, and talk to you guys and um, and do all that. Yeah, it's going to be great. By the way, we have some news. Mr. Les Gonzalez has bought his plane ticket to Chicago for celebration. Oh, shit. So the Sith list will be, in fact, all there. Oh, shit. Sith list in force. Oh, fuck. Yeah, which was, has never been. <laughs> yeah. So so Paul. Cool. Oh man, this is weird, but now I'm not going. It's <laughs> We will go to your house and pick you up. Yeah, we will. Ouch. We will. We will. I will, will be there. Yeah, he'll be. There. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, let me get the shenanigans out real quick. We are proud Star Wars Podcast Network, podcast like now this podcasting, Rogue One, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rebel Girl, First Order Transmission, Ray, Tarkin's Top Shelf, Podcast 287. The Cargo Hold and Fingered with Randy and Jason. Check those out for Star Wars news and poops and scoops. Go to MakeStarWars.net. Please check them out. We also have a website, thesithlist.net. Just uh, listen to some episodes, look at some pictures. And um, for those On the Throne with King Tom segments, they're all on there as well. So check us out. You can find some merch on there. Email us at thesithlist at gmail.com. And uh, Facebook page is getting a little bit more active. So check out the Sith list on Facebook and we'll give out our Twitter handles and all that great stuff at the end. 
please leave some iTunes reviews. And that was your shenanigans. Let's get into the PSD box office report brought to you by PSD, those makers of designer beautiful underwear that we're all wearing right now. And that's all we're wearing. Uh, mine's got some golden hearts on it. Les looks like his is dollar bill signs. Abu doesn't have underwear on. And I don't know what Eric and Ben are having, but please check out PSD.com and uh, check out their underwear and their socks and all their cool stuff. That's right. Well, it looks like Aquaman had a three-peat. It's a third straight weekend at top of the weekend box office for Warner Brothers Aquaman as the film pushed over $940 million worldwide, $964 million as of an hour ago. Meanwhile, Sony's release of Escape Room debuted at runner-up position, and Mary Poppins rounded up the top three. So Aquaman made $30 million, Escape Room $18 million, Mary Poppins $15 million. I think it's time. Get into a little... Star Wars. Time. I think. I mean, I, there's some stuff going on, right? <laughs> there is some there's, stuff finally. Yeah, something finally dropped bit, the day of our recording. Not so, yeah, after. that's pretty handy to have. But right. ahead of that, a big thing that people were talking about this week specifically is Bob Iger mentioning, like he talked about when Galaxy's Edge is going to open, which is pretty cool. And But he also talked about how Disney Plus is not going to be a platform for original movies to be premiered there. And, like, on one hand, I'm not surprised at all. But, Ben, what do you, what's your take on that? I, on one hand, I'm, I'm the crazy fan that goes, more Star Wars movies. Like, give them all to me. But at the same time, I'm also trying to be reasonable and go... I'm kind of glad they're not just going to go the straight to streaming service movies. Like keep that reserved for, you know, series and stuff like that because we've already got like the confusion about, oh, we got people in the groove of seeing Star Wars at movies in December and then you put one in May and people didn't know when that was supposed to be and now you're going to go and put movies on a streaming service and people are, you know, for 42 years now are used to seeing movies Star Wars movies in a the theater. I think they could do some great things with streaming service movies, but I think ultimately, I want to see Star Wars movies in a the theater. And I don't want them just be, just to just crank them out as fast as they can make them. And I think most of us would agree that, you know, I, I think take your time with the movies, do them right, and I think streaming service films would just kind of muddy the water maybe and, and maybe not turn out as well as they think it would. Um, I know Disney's doing other things. Like there's a Lady in the Tramp movie coming out on Disney streaming service. You know, they're doing other things. But I think for Star Wars, just, you know, tap the brakes. You know, you don't have to be so quick about getting these movies out and keep them in the theater. 100% agreed with that, by the way. I know Boo, I think, disagrees with us. Because, okay, so let me give no. you my take. I want to see Star Wars films in the movie theater. I think that having series. Hold on for a second. Leia, you need to relax. I'm going to pick up the slack for you right she, there. She, she wants to give you some input. I know. She wants she to. Yeah. Leia doesn't like. Well, she heard Lady in the Tramp. And she's she did like, hear oh, Lady in the Tramp. She got a little excited. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. Going back to it, I, I think it would be a disservice to Star Wars fans to see a trilogy film or the next wave of films not in a movie theater. No, yeah. The way you it's have supposed to. to be. Yeah. I love the idea that the series are going to be on this streaming network because we're used to seeing series on networks now and binging series and doing all that. But we're not used to seeing 
full sagas. You know what I mean? I totally agree with you. No, you have to have that experience. Yeah. The theater experience. being Waiting in, in line like with people. Yeah, no. Getting a group together, yeah. going to Chili's with Rusty yeah. Brown. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. We got to do it. Like, right. You can't just be like, oh, it's man, gonna I'm totally going to watch it this weekend at home. It's going to be weird enough with The Mandalorian and the Cassian show, too, because those we've never seen anything like that before. It's going to be, you know, at least probably an hour long episodes, eight episodes. Like, that's going to be a big deal. That's going to be like seeing like eight mini Star Wars movies in a row, like not getting together and watching them. Like, unless you have the liberty of being in the area with other Star Wars fans, you know, we're all going to be watching them separately. Like, that's going to be weird. Hopefully we'll still have Star Wars movies. You know, at least this year we will. But like, you know, that's going to be a weird scenario. But having like legit Star Wars two and a half hour ish movies coming out on a streaming service and we're all watching them separately. That's going to be a weird experience. So I do agree with the big flagship movies that they're going to produce should be in a movie theater. Don't don't get me wrong. That is the primo way to watch. uh, What is it? Entertainment movie theater, the sound screen, the group of people. Everybody, you know, all together, you know, that that I do agree with. You know, there's there's nothing like it. There will be nothing that, that will ever replace it. Don't get me wrong. I completely agree with that. But like Ben said, the more I can get, the better. It, I, I'm not saying give me the flagship movies on, on their streaming service. No, not at all. But if I can get more on a streaming service, then absolutely. Absolutely. It does not have to be... You know the, the you know the episodic movies or anything, or not even the anthology movies, maybe. But if I can get more Star Wars content, because you know people are people are wondering, are we going to get an Obi One movie? Are we going to get a uh, Boba Fett movie and stuff like that? So you're saying another sequel, like a solo sequel, you'd want to see on the streaming network? Yes, that's that's what I disagree with. Huh. So 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 not the flagship. Now I would never ever do that. That would be a travesty to Star Wars to watch that at home not with the group not with yeah. a, the yeah. sound and the screen absolutely not what i'm talking about is he's it, this seems like a blanket statement of there will be no movie premieres on disney plus i think i don't think he should close that door the series are gonna be great and i'm really looking forward to those but i would love 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 an hour and a half of uh you know a a segment of obi-wan's life on tatooine something like that you know, maybe two hours of Boba Fett, some, something that they wouldn't produce for the movie, for the movie theater, so they know it's not going to make that much money. For, from his statement, I, if, you know, I feel that he's just like, no, nah, that's not going to happen, which I think is a really missed opportunity. Well, let me, let me read the statement because I have it right here. He spoke to Barron's, which is a leading source of financial news, Barron's.com. Bob, I almost, you, this, is what he, this is what he had to say. Almost every movie the studio makes is a hundred million plus movie, and we're not looking to make movies at that level for the service. We're looking to invest significantly in television series on a per-episode business, and we're looking to make movies that are higher budget, but nothing like that. We wouldn't make a Star Wars movie for this platform. When everybody goes out on the weekend and you have a movie that opens up to $200 million, there's a buzz that creates that enhances the value. We like that, and eventually the movie we're making are going to end up on the service. But Boo, making that point, it's kind of you're softening me up about I, this. I think I think if my my stipulation is if the only chance we have at a solo two or you know an Obi Wan movie or whatever is to have it on a streaming service or nothing, I'll take the streaming service movie. <laughs> like right. I'll take it. 
Like, I'm not going to say no to a Star Wars movie. If they announced tomorrow that they're doing streaming service movies, I would be like, this might not work out. Just like I said with Solo back way back in the day, like, I'm not sure about this, but I'm going to watch it. I'm a Star Wars fan. I'm going to consume this stuff, and I'm going to tell you how I think about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, like, we have to, it's all about just kind of being a, you know, a conscientious Star Wars fan and going, I want more Star Wars, but I also want it to be successful. And I'm not sure Star Wars can be at peak success with pumping out, you know, excess movies on a streaming service or whatever. But if you want to do the Obi-Wan movie for an hour and a half or two hours on a streaming service, hell yeah, I'm in. I think all sides of this argument are valid. I think that if the sentiment that if it's the only way that I can get a, a continuation of a story that I want that isn't viable for releasing in the theaters, then yeah. Now what they could do is disguise it as not a movie by stretching it into a two part <laughs> event or whatever. When realistically we all know it was just a movie. Uh, I I do think that to close the door on that's a mistake. I mean, there this is a marathon, not a sprint. And, and I mean, he can always change his mind. It's Absolutely. not like they're going to hold him to his word on this. But but yeah, there's a lot of things that you could do. Look at the Clone Wars movie. Okay, that was definitely just three episodes of the Clone Wars, <laughs> like painfully obviously. Yes, yes, yeah. And so I mean, if you could have your movie on the streaming service blocked out into three things that's true and with the success of bird box by the way who that film had they came out and said it, it, there was 46 million viewers in the first week which mm-hmm. nielsen came out and said there was a shit ton but it wasn't 46 it was 26 but still makes it the biggest viewed movie on netflix in history in mm-hmm. that week um with those kind of successes this might give Mr. Iger, a change of heart. You get ah, that? Oh, but shit. with the E this time. Yeah, never heard of that one before. Yeah, eh, sorry, eh. sorry, Ben. I just think and I just hope that Bob Iger changes the way he's thinking and what he's saying because I think it'll be a very big missed opportunity if they just close the door on that and it's you know that's the only thing that they're going to do is not movies on the streaming service. I think that would just be a missed opportunity in my opinion. So I hope that does change. Because, you know, it, it might not be the biggest, you know, $200 million you know, opening weekend that he's talking about, but it would still be big. We, we ask, how does Netflix make these movies if they're not getting people in? It's still a goddamn mystery to me. Yes, but if, if, they, if they make an Obi-Wan movie, Boba Fett movie, or something like that, people are going to join for that. People are going to pay oh, for, sure. for that. So I, I think that's... Dude, I'm paying for a Disneyland pass that I go once every three months because of Galaxy's Edge right now. Exactly. And I'm not even going to be able to go to Galaxy's Edge for the first two months because exactly. they blocked me already off. Yeah. So I got it no. for the prospect of me being able to go one day in the future. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so... It's, I'm paying every month. Exactly. Yeah, so am I. So <laughs> the opportunity uh, to have you know those movies coming out, I think that will be an actual go-getter for people to actually jump onto the Disney streaming service in my opinion. So I, I, I hope that changes and I hope they change their idea because maybe it's not the full future, but that is a glimpse of the future of having movies, blockbuster movies stream to your home. Ugh, I don't like it. I know. I sound like the old, don't do it. The said, old prospector. You sound like Bob Iger. Yeah. I just don't, 
I don't want to see those films in my living room or even my movie room. I want to see those films with a bunch of fans that I get to cheer and laugh with and steal their popcorn and all kinds of stuff. That's what I want to do. And throw away their popcorn? Yeah. Well, yeah. I eat it, man. I don't throw it away, bro. You throw away somebody's popcorn. I ate it, dude. All right. Anything else on the uh, Star Wars front, Mr. Struthers? Well, I don't... I mean, this is news, if you will, but it involves the... Hang on. Let me find the exact text so I don't ruin what we're trying to say. It's the Vader Immortal VR series, okay? There's a trailer for it. Don't watch it. There's... (laughs) There's nothing to it. Oh, okay. You scared me right now. I was like, what? Really? I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's it's literally the graphic, and they just zoom in (laughs) the pieces of the text one section at a time. It's like, well done. You got it. And you nailed it. You know, that's neat that it's in development. Is that going to... It's on the Oculus only, right? Yes. That's what I heard. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's neat and all. I have one of those things, so hopefully, uh, hopefully I can use it. Man, I'll finally come and visit you. You don't have to. You just got Oculus. We can be in the same room together. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but I'm saying I won't buy one, so <laughs> I know. I'll come and visit you. I know. You. I'm just... That's the whole deal. <laughs> okay. So so this all... Why you got to be like that, man? Why? So anyway, there was an announcement, and I'm finding this news on the StarWarsUnderworld.com I website. Heard those. So, those guys are cool, I heard. StarWarsUnderworld.com. It's a great website, seriously. There's an announcement that uh, some voice actors are announced as guests for Chicago's Star Wars Celebration. Yes. And, interestingly enough, a lot of these are from the show Resistance. Yeah. Okay. So... Let's tie all that together. Star Wars Resistance, it was announced that it there will be a season two. So that's cool. Nice. And also, the mid-season trailer fell out today. Thank you, Star Wars gods, for dropping something on yes. Sith List recording day. Thank you. And I'm going to tell you, man, <laughs> those people know how to make a trailer. Dude, I'm excited. I haven't yeah. seen this trailer. So, I waited for this moment so I could see it with Eric Struthers and Ben Hart. Yeah. Why don't we check it out right now? Yeah, the sound is always made like this. That is the fourth TIE fighter to arrive here this week. You that. have such a tremendous interest in the First Order. Now that they are increasing their security presence on the Colossus, you must be thrilled. So oblivious. There's stormtroopers the and stormtroopers. There's BB-9E, man. Oh, makes me happy. Looks like there was a system here, but there's no star. Oh. Those planetoids. What could have done that? Wonder what man. could have done that. Scramble the aces! You need troops to protect your station, not racers. First Order will provide all aerial security. All racers are officially wow. grounded. Are you serious? We need a plan. They could be preparing for war. That's see that map. Oh my gosh! Yeah. We'll remember this as the last day of the Republic. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Dude, look every at time. Oh, shit. 
blast some bucketheads. <laughs> Ooh, shout out to the bucketheads. Kazuda, if you can leave Castellan, join us. Keep your head down until things cool off. Damn! The First Order has a way of making people disappear. Dude. We are the Resistance now. And we're taking back the Colossus. Hit it, Cal! Fucking... Hey, faces! <laughs> That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Kaz, I'd fight alongside you any day. That is a truly amazing Ooh, plan! Underwater scene. Oh, oh man, it looks God, so good. Wow. That looks yeah, really that good, looks huh? amazing. I I love everything about this show. I do not care about the show. Yeah, I know you don't. But I actually care. Yeah, that's I know. When nuts. you said wow boo, I was like, wow, they just sold the boo and that's big. I'm not deal. gonna watch it, but yeah. Wow. <laughs> that is that is yeah, Struthers is right. Yeah. They know how to make a fucking trailer. Yeah, they sure do. They do, man. Those they do. I think it's it's interesting to note so that, you know, they've already got they mentioned, remember we talked about this, that the timeline would eventually overlap the events of the current sequel trilogy, right? Dude, it's happened. There's the impassioned speech that Hux I delivered. was expecting that to happen maybe season two or whatever. No, no, they're they're going right into it now. Fantastic. Yeah. And that's a recording. That's like, unless they're like, maybe it could be a live broadcast, but like, that's what I would think. I mean, I think it's happening. I think it's a live broadcast. I think it's like, it's happening right then and there. I'm just, I'm just in awe of like how they're going to pull this off. And does Kaz know what's happening? And like, when's he going to find out that his freaking plant just got destroyed? Wait a minute. So if it's happening right then and there, so we're going to see the, not see, but we're going to hear about everything that went on. Correct, because yeah. things happen pretty quickly after Hux's speech. From a different perspective. Oh man, that would be. Oh, rad. after Hux's speech, they—that is when they fire. That's what I'm saying. Starkiller base. As and destroy. far as we know, right. as far as we know, the season finale of this series could be taking place at the same time as Last Jedi. That's what. That's where I'm trying to get at. That's amazing, and maybe it'll give us kind of like a Lost Stars kind of feel uh, for the people that don't know what I'm talking about. When you read the book Lost Stars. It was all the events that we've seen, but in different perspectives. Maybe we're going to get that kind of perspective on this. Why possible? Yeah, man. It was really cool. Now, that map. What's what's up with the map? I I missed that. King Tom actually posted this on Twitter. So he grabbed the screen grab of it and looked at the Orabesh, you know, the characters that and did some translation. And he showed that some of the systems on there are Yavin, Jakku. Oh. What else was there? Yeah, he, he went in and dug it out. And then there was one that he wasn't sure about. And uh, somebody told him it was actually the planet that the Rathars come from. Oh. But, but yeah, King Tom, Good man. for you, King Tom. You would do that. King of yeah, all Toms. Yeah, he, he is doing great work for the kingdom. <laughs> he you would think somebody like in his position as king wouldn't would have other people to do that stuff for him. Yeah, but, but he, he just doesn't trust people. That's what no. I was gonna say he wouldn't get down into trenches like that. But no. you know what? King leads from the front. That's right. That's true. true leader. There you go. True leader. Well, I love yeah, that trailer. He, it was amazing because this is exactly what I want. This kind of thing right here. 
Well, and it also it's showing development. It's showing the show is moving along. I mean, you're seeing like the freaking Colossus is is sinking. <laughs> like, like you'd think we were gonna stick around that place for a couple more seasons. No, they're gonna freaking destroy it at the end of the season, probably. And like, and and best of all, Kaz has a new haircut, or at least his hair is in his eyes now. So that shows character development. It sure does. And that shows that times have been tough because mm-hmm. he looks beat up and dark. You know, well, the, the, whole, the trailer looked a little darker than the first trailer that we got before this thing came out. It looked a little bit more gritty. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for, Boo. It was they were they were selling it as a kid show, like before that season premiere. Like they were like, ah, hey, it's Disney, it's a kid show, and now it's like, oh, things are gonna get bad now. Yeah, I love it. I, I found King Tom's tweet, and okay. so. The systems that we see on this thing are Jakku, uh, Takadana, Yavin, Jetta, and then this other one is Tuan Kati. Oh, and uh, Boxerless Bosk on Twitter pointed that out. He said, is the Rathar planet. Wow, that's cool that Jetta's in there, too. I remain convinced that, uh, that Jetta's going to be in episode nine. When, what? Wait. Wait a minute. What? what? Yeah. You said Jetta too. Yeah. Wait, Raj. That's what he said. Yeah. Oh. Jetta's gone. Isn't Jetta gone? Oh, wait. No, no the they didn't take the whole planet out. That's no, right. they just blew up part of the city. She's got a hole in it. Oh, that's yeah, they just got a big old gash through the, you know, downtown area. That's, that's why we need cool to go back Downtown Jetta is gone. Yeah. Downtown Jetta's gone. That is okay. right. No partying in downtown I mean, it's anymore. wrecked, but it's not gone. It's still that's there. In fact, they, in the comics, I think Luke, Leia, and Han went back there and they met up with two tubes. Is that right? Yeah. Wow. See that? If that's the case, that mm-hmm. would be really cool to see it in episode nine. So, uh, I love the little details that they're doing with those those kind of things when they're putting those on the map. That's just and you know they're doing it because they knew a guy like King Tom would just screen grab that yep. and put it out there. Yeah. So <laughs> very. Cool. I think you're right. Yeah. Very. Cool. I think you're right. Man, I mean, I'm excited for it. I I would have been watching it anyway because my kids and I really dig the show, but. Now, Ben, what has been your temperature-wise? Where are you at with this show? Love it? I have been liking it a lot. I think it's getting better and better with each episode. This this trailer kind of dialed my enthusiasm for the for the show to eleven today, so I'm really looking forward <laughs> to it now. I'm just glad to see, like as I said before, like it's it's developing, it's going some unique places. We're going to see some unique things, and I, I'm glad that the show is not going to be like. Fun with Kaz and Niku for two seasons on the on the Colossus. Like things are gonna get pretty rough for these characters, and I think like that's my only worry and annoyance with the show so far is that Kaz himself can he's got a bit too much Jar Jar in him, you know. Ah, and and I think you know they they kind of you know lay hard into the clumsiness or whatever, and I think you know you can still have that, but dial it back a bit and let him grow a little bit. Let him take things a bit more seriously. Let him show off his skills because he is a good pilot. He's he can do things. He he can do things without screwing them up. But they seem to only show him screwing up sometimes. I'm enjoying the show. I'm I'm you know I've got the whole season downloaded or, or purchased at this point because they had that special deal way back. So I'm in. I'm I'm gonna watch them. But uh, I haven't really committed to like watching ep- stuff more than once, which is kind of my litmus test for like I really really like something. Um, but this, this second half of the season really looks good. I, I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of the special that they had on price on Amazon streaming video, <laughs> do you think that that was intentional or do you think it was like, oh crap, oops, our bad? 
that it was the same price as a single episode for the entire season. <laughs> I think they fucked up on that one. Maybe so. I don't know. I kept hearing people say, no, 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 it's not a mistake. It's not a mistake. Mm. But, like, that's crazy. Like, it, I don't know. Well, maybe it was a loss yeah, because it. You know what I mean, Eric? It, maybe. It didn't stay at that price point, I right. tell you that. Luckily, I caught it while it was. I wish I would have done that. I would have got it. Son of a yeah. Uh, Jason Ward expressed his frustration with me not telling him. And I'm like, I'm sorry, man. I assumed it's literally that you... all over Twitter. I'm sorry that you just were not observant. Yeah, Jason. How dare you? <laughs> if only there was a Star Wars news site. Like, what is he doing? Would... Like, he's like, he's like, he's not even doing anything. He's not even like putting out scoops and poops. <laughs> like, he's just sitting there. Like, dude, get to I'm work. I'm not going to weigh in on this. Get to work. Uh, that that old H- SJW dude and I disagree him. You know what? I, I'm going to go to now this podcasting on Friday. I'm recording with them and I'm going to bring up the fact that he ain't doing shit for Star Wars. Ah! Right? I'm just going to I'm just going to tell how it is. Tell it how it is. Yeah. Give him the business. Oh, man. Don't make me go to Star Wars Underworld now instead of going to make Star Wars. <laughs> Don't make me do that. Jason. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Les and Boo, are we still going to call this the Sith list after yeah, Ross really. gets fired? <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, we can stay with that. We have a good brand. That's why That's why we kept quiet, yeah. See, I'm not on the Making Star Wars Network, so I can say whatever the hell I want. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I, I, I forgot that I was. So. I still don't want to make an enemy of Jason Ward, though. I love you, Jason. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We all, but, he is uh, a good dude, man. He is a great dude doing great things for the Star Wars community, so... Fuck all y'all that say otherwise. Okay. I got one question that I asked Steve from Black Series Rebel a couple weeks ago. I w- I'm going to ask Ben the same thing. Are you happy with the state of Star Wars, Ben? Are you happy about where the direction of the films are going, the animation, even the merchandise, toys, galaxies? Are you happy where Star Wars is at? I would say overall, I'm very happy. And that's not to say like, I think I think some people are like afraid to be negative at all because you know they think they're going to be labeled as some toxic fan or whatever. And then on the flip side of that you have people who just think you're if you say anything positive you're a shell, Disney shell. Um which is not the case at all. And I think you have a lot of very polarizing opinions about Star Wars is great. It's perfect. It's a thing. And then there's the other ones that Star Wars is in shambles. It's horrible. And it's not really either. Like, there's been some fumbles. There's been solo a Star Wars story. There's been some, you know, fumbles on the gaming front. We had like a whole really awesome game that was coming and they just didn't release it and didn't make it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of different things. It's not perfect. It's not going to ever be perfect. It wasn't perfect under George Lucas. So it's not going to be perfect under. Kathleen Kennedy and Disney. So, like, just just be objective and be honest, people. You know, I, that's that's how I am, and that's like overall. I think we've got four pretty darn good Star Wars movies so far. Um, at least two animated series. Well, I'm actually even more than that if you count like Forces of Destiny, all that kind of stuff. Um, which have been good too, and you know, some of them weren't made for me. So I'm not going to dwell on the fact that maybe I'm not into those things. So overall, I think Star Wars is in a good place. I think we're heading in the right direction, and I think, you know, you know, you, you can't you can't 
be 100% positive all the time. Call them out when they make mistakes. And Bob Iger said a while back, he they've acknowledged those mistakes. Mm-hmm. Sure. And that's all you really can expect from them. So, you know, I think the future looks bright. I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes because I wasn't expecting all these TV series like that. Now we have The Mandalorian. Now we have Cassian's show. And I'm just intrigued by what's coming up next. I think Celebration is going to change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And it's going to change our outlook on the, the future of Star Wars. But overall, Disney's doing a pretty bang-up job. They're, they haven't, I, I think, through the fumbles, they've managed to give us some gar- darn good Star Wars, continue to do that. Absolutely. And what a perfect world that we live in. Not, not 100% perfect, but what a great time to live in where we are having a debate early on about if they should put Star Wars movies on a streaming network. So yeah. let's, just, let's just like take a step back and think about that. That's unbelievable. So if you're a Star Wars fan, you should be tremendously happy. And I, I think you're right. If shit's bad, call it out. Like Rebels, not a huge fan of Rebels. Same. I liked, I liked Same. a lot of the episodes, and I disliked a ton of the episodes. So I, you know, I could say that. Boo doesn't like this animation stuff. He doesn't nope. watch it, but he loves the movies and, mm-hmm. and everything else. And some people, some people will be like, oh, Solo was the only one I liked. Solo was the only one that's any good, and you know, blah 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 blah. And Star- Disney's ruining Star Wars. I'm like, be glad you liked one of them. Like, be glad yeah. you got at least one Star Wars movie. You may not have liked any of them. Like, I get why people were pissed off about the prequels because they didn't like any of them, and they were also told there isn't going to be any more Star Wars movies ever. Like, we've got a limited amount of Star Wars movies now. Like, just wait till episode nine. Maybe you'll like that one. And then there's another trilogy after that. And there's another, like, series after that. Like, just hang tight. You'll find something you like. That's exactly true. Like, if you don't like the Ryan Johnson stuff, you might like the other tr- trilogy that's coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. You might like whatever direction that one of these categories uh, exactly. that they're going to put out there for you. So, ah, that was awesome, man. Talking a little Star Wars with uh, Eric Struthers and Ben Hart. Just a little. Heart with no E, but I think there's an E in there. And that E stands for excellent. Ooh. Fantastic. Oh. oh. Yeah. All right. All right. That was an awesome segment. So let's get into some random schmeals real quick. HBO teases us with Game of Thrones in a Watchmen clip. Not tease. much. Tease is the word. Super tease. But it was pretty cool. Now, fans of the Watchmen, I know less you are. and I've, A little. Yeah, I've read Enough, some of it. Yeah. Amazing graphic novel. It goes down as one of the great pieces of American literature, actually, right? In the top 100 right. or something of American yeah, literature. So HBO's got the rights, and they're doing it, and it's both pretty damn cool. Ben, are you a fan of Game of Thrones? Not at all. <laughs> okay. Is that not at all because you've watched it, or is it something you haven't watched? I just haven't watched a single episode. Okay. That's, that's perfectly fine. Okay, because if you said, yeah, you watched it, and you didn't like it, then I was going to go, okay, well, let's talk about why you didn't watch you know, it. Because I haven't met too many people that have watched it and not like it i don't think i've met anybody really like the walking dead i've met tons of people that have loved the first five six seasons and then went yeah and then they go oh, that was garbage here, yeah but game of thrones i haven't really met anybody that's watched it and said yeah i'm not into this at all so if you like the lord of the rings and you like the harry potter and you like the star wars give this thing a chance i think i think you'll dig it buddy yeah yeah i think i would be like the only person on the planet that wouldn't like it if, if that ended up being the case. So I think the odds are in my favor. Yeah, the odds are in your favor. So they did show a clip, and it was pretty cool to see some of the characters. 
Key question. In that clip, there's three specific scenes. Were the first two, because we see, was it uh, the Night King on... The Night King? Or the Night King on... Which dragon is that one? The one he's that he on... I'm not mistaken, he's on Viserion. Okay. Did we see that at the end mm-hmm. of, of last season? Oh, he blew yeah. the wall down. No, no, Spoilers, no, 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 but that specific scene of him riding toward us on Viserion. Ooh. See, because what I... What no. I, Ah, uh, because what I was wondering is, I wasn't huh. sure, especially with list. with the other one, the 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 one where you see the Dothraki, is that from the previous season as well when they when they fight on the on a battlefield and what's his name almost dies. Yes, I thought I thought it was when they get on top with the barrel. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's from that season. I think we do see that. I well, think. if it is, it's because he's flying in to go to the wall. Yeah, and yes. blow the yes, wall. Yes, down. yes, the only new clip we see. That's it, that's what I was wondering. Okay, is the one with. Uh, Winterfell is yours. Winterfell is yours. Yeah. But what I wanted to get into a little segue is that the HBO CEO, Richard Pepler, was hosting a huge Golden Globe party uh, this last weekend. Of course. Like HBO always does. Yeah. That they have the biggest party. One day we'll all be there. I, I was there. You were there? I was there. It was okay. really nice. Was it nice? Great, great swag. Oh, okay. Great swag. So... It wasn't as good as last year, though. I, okay, I, heard I was going to ask you, Eric, well, if it was as good as last year's yeah, swag. Last, last year was nuts, yeah. There's there's some stuff I can't talk about that happened last year, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sizzle. All right. Well, he has seen, the CEO, Richard Pepler, has seen all six episodes, a rough cut. He's seen them from start to finish. Me too. <laughs> I wonder what you did with Richard Pepler. <laughs> Be able to see those. It but, was worth it. Okay. Yeah, it probably was. Um, I would have been right there with you. Uh, this, this is his comment. He said, it's a spectacle. The guys have done six movies. The reaction I had while watching them was, I'm watching a movie. Pepler told Variety. This was on Variety, by the way. Of showrunners David Benioff and D.B. Weiss, Pepler enthused. They knew the bar was high. They exceeded the bar. I've watched them twice without any CGI, and I'm in awe. Everybody's in an extraordinary treat of storytelling and magical, magical production. So this is great segue because this is who we have taking care of a Star Wars trilogy Mm -hmm. as well. Just like Ben said, if you don't like the Ryan Johnson stuff, maybe you'll love this stuff. I'm very excited about this. I'm just wondering if they're finally going to end an HBO series with everybody being able to be happy with no controversy. Well, That's Sopranos tough. could have been happy. They're listening to Journey. Well, I'm very excited about this. I mm-hmm. am too. I'm very excited, <laughs> and I know, of course, he's going to prop them up because this is the, their biggest thing of the year. Right. But I'm excited about Benioff and Wise being a part of Star Wars. And I hope Ben. I hope you start it, and Eric. I hope you start it because <laughs> I think both of you guys would really enjoy it, and you'll get a flavor of what Benioff and Wise will do with the Knights of the Old Republic, because that's what I'm saying it's going to be. Yeah. I think Eric would love Game of Thrones. That's mm-hmm. what I do. He looks like half the characters. I was going to say, yeah, they got the hair <laughs> and the cloaks I'm going sure I would, man. Oh, yeah. It's I'm, a, sure, it's I'm sure I would. Metal, dude. It is metal. It's metal as metal can be. <laughs> yeah. Dragons. It's like a Rodney James Dio video. Well, moving on. Avatar 2 and 3. You know, I don't like talking about Mr. Cameron because he's a dick. But what I, what I want to talk about is Bob Iger also... With his conversation with Barons, he has stated that they are on for the next two episodes of this Avatar film. But Cameron's stating that there's going to be four or five, right? But Iger came out and said, that's not the deal with us. The deal with us is two sequels, and then we'll think about it from there. So oh, wow. I love that. 
I love that Cameron's already thinking like this is going to be like seven movies. Pump Iger. the brakes on yeah. that ego, Cameron. <laughs> exactly. Iger's like, slow down, Turbo. Slow down. That's just our fuck you, James Cameron segment. <sighs> Even though yeah, get G- get GL to go over there, Jim. Uh, you got to calm down with this. I know how it feels, but nah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Have a sit down with Spielberg and Luke. <laughs> right. Intervention. <laughs> like intervention. Like intervention. Just stop, Jim. It, Jim it's stop. cool, bro. It's cool, but you're done. Step man. away from the camera. You're hurting us all. James Cameron's going to make a comment about resistance in that sequence of the um, glasses sinking, and he's going to say, "Oh, they they ripped me off on that. I did it way better." I was going to say. I was going to say. <laughs> when when are they going to? When who who's the first person that's going to sync up that footage with uh, Celine Dion? My heart will go on. That's funny. I think I might have to work on that. I, I don't know why I thought of the abyss first. Me too. Titanic. That's what I thought of. It was an alien. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into the comic book TV movie schmeels. First of all, congrats to Into the Spider Verse for winning Best Animated Film at the Golden Globes. Lord and Miller mm. were up there, mm, and yeah. they got they got the props. I'm happy for them. Glad they got a win last year because you know they were kind of they started out with not such a win. 100% agree with that as well. I'm, I'm really excited for them and happy for them. And Boo, you got to see Into the Spider-Verse. I and did. Ben, Boo is not a Spider-Man fan at all. Okay, so I don't know what he thought about this film. I love the film. Les loved the film. Ben, how did you like it? Oh, I loved it. I think it's great. I'm not a huge Spider-Man fan myself, but watching this movie will make you a Spider-Man, like, hardcore fan. Like, mm. it's it's great. And I think it's so... It's so accessible, I think, too. Like, I feel like it's good for the whole family. You know, yes. it's good for anybody. It's just really just a fun, fun movie. And it's so, it's so endearing. It's got so much heart to it. And it's so, uh, such a unique concept, too. It's not like, oh, it's just Miles Morales' origin story, him becoming Spider-Man. Like, it's just so much more to it mm-hmm. um, that makes it so special. Yep. What'd you think, Boo? It was awful. It was I- crap. Hated it. You better be kidding me. Right <laughs> what the bleep? Dude? Damn. I was about to kill you. I was about to kill you. Off I, yeah. <laughs> this table would have got tossed over. Dude. Oh. No, what'd you think? Sold that shit. Hey, yeah, there's there's my acting yeah. there, motherfuckers. Yeah, huh? yeah. I can't do a, I can't read a script, but I was I about to say you're reading the next chapter of the radio drama. You better bring this same energy. I need that. I can't. I, I need you to channel that for the radio. It drama. all needs to be bullshit. See, like I, I'd be an improv actor. I can't read a fucking script. No, it was great. It was great. You really liked it. I really liked it. It was very funny. Uh, like like Ben said, very endearing. Yeah, it's a whole different formula. Everything about it was just done very well you care about each character uh you actually feel what he's going through and what everybody else is going through which is pretty nuts because there's there's a bunch of characters going on even feel for kingpin which kudos to kingpin the way they 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 did him but even more kudos to vincent d'onofrio because in this one kingpin is a almost a supervillain ish kind of thing right. you, you know he's very powerful i'm still more terrified of vincent d'onofrio's uh kingpin in in the daredevil netflix series than i am in this one kind of thing so i was oh, like he was great i was like holy shit that's pretty good but you know moving on it was fantastic um the action's great very funny very well written the story flows very well i was kind of afraid that it might be just a little bit jarring with so many characters and mm-hmm. alternate realities and all this other bullshit no it flowed very well very smooth uh, not a not a knock, but something I wish there was more of, more importance to. The music was great. 
but I felt like it was a bit too short. I kind of felt like like you mean in, they stopped the songs too short. Yes, oh, okay. like Quentin Tarantino, where the or you know Baby Driver or things like that, where the music is a character. I wish that they had played more of it or played it longer. Right. Music was great. It was great, but I was like. Why are you cutting the song off? Yeah. You let it let it it's roll. It's like being from... at a bar or a club or listening to a song and the DJ shuts the yeah, song you're like, off halfway. Yeah, you like what the fuck? You're yeah, like, like why did you do that? Sir? Exactly, exactly. How so it's not dare a knock. you? How dare you? Yes, exactly. It's not a knock, but something I wish there was more of. Uh, fantastic movie, definitely deserves the uh, best animated movie. One of the better movies I've seen. 2018 counts. Well, yeah, you it, know what I mean. It uh, has won best movie of the year in in multiple cities in some of the reviews and yes. some of these awards. Yeah, not just animated film, but no, best just movie. movie yeah. Yeah, no, fantastic. Something I thought that was pretty interesting. Who owns Miles Morales studio wise? Oh, that's a he's great a Spider-Man, question. Spider Man, so he's Sony. Still? Yeah. I would think so. And he was in Homecoming. They're all, they're oh, no, all he wasn't. Sony. He was, his uncle was in. Yeah. Yeah. The, the reason mentioned. why I asked is because I could see Disney Marvel keeping Miles Morales, producing a brand new Spider Man. Yes. A brand new character, somebody who is diverse, very diverse, actually. And I have a key question about the diversity. Uh, very diverse. And I would like to see Miles Morales. Let Sony and the Mar- or and their, uh, their Spider-Man. Tom and, Holland and all that. Yeah, yeah, Tom Holland stick with Venom and all that. I, I could see them separating me. Like, fine, you can have Tom Holland now. Go for it. We're, we're keeping Miles wow. and moving in in our own direction. You got to cast the good Miles. Very true. Very true. I could see them doing that. He questioned less on Miles's. So, hmm. are his parents married? Yeah, they should be. But I get what you're trying to ask. Thank you. Because his dad is black, right? His dad's yeah. African American, and his mom's, and so his but last I, name is Morales. Yeah. So it's like, do you take? I don't know That's how to. That's a good question. That. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It's it's one of those where I never cared yeah. to ask, but I right. saw it. I was like, wait a minute. Maybe it's just something that is easier to write, or easier for him to live a life. But I was just wondering. I was like, well, wait, wait a minute. I, I just like the fact that, like me, he's black and Puerto Rican. So yeah, you're no, pretty much cool. Miles Morales. Less oh. you look just like him. Too. Sheesh, man. Animated, except, <laughs> except for you look like him on steroids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, you need a difference. I, I would love to see you crawl up a wall, though. Man, that's maybe split. a celebration. If I do that, that's split. That's me oh, doing that's that. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Snarling. You know, and shit. split is your hamstring would split. <laughs> that too. <laughs> My pants too. Yeah, your pants were split, your hamstring was split. Well, I'm, 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 I'm glad you liked the film. I'm yes. glad you liked Spider-Man. And Haas Burkhart is going to be very happy with you. By the way, Haas Burkhart's coming on next week. Oh, we're gonna have nice. Yeah, we're going to have Mr. Burkhart next week. Uh, this is a kind of a, a little segue. Venom, is there's an official sequel is happening. It's in development already. And making a billion dollars, they kind of like put that green light on that real quick. right? And we're going to see Carnage, obviously, in this. And we're going to see uh, Eddie Brock and the whole gang is back. And Ruben Fleischer isn't expected to return to direct like he did the first one. Because he'll be too busy shooting the sequel to Zombieland. Sequel. Yeah, let's do that. And Bill Murray is on board. And I believe Dan Aykroyd is on board for Zombieland 2. I don't know how, but they both have signed on. Don't ask me how. Dan Aykroyd would be amazing. Two of the Ghostbusters will be in Zombieland is what I, I, what I read. Yeah. One could actually be a ghost this time, though. Ooh. If, nice. if I haven't ruined, uh, spoiled uh, yeah, zombie land for people, I'm sorry. It's about 10 years old. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Ben, have you got a chance to see Aquaman? 
Unfortunately, I have not. I'm planning to see it this weekend. I've heard a lot of great things, so okay. I'm looking. I'm really looking forward to it. Okay. Well, you don't have to uh, have seen this to answer this question. I want to pose this to everyone. Now, having become the highest DC EU movie of all time, and the second highest DC EU movie of all time is Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. When Justice League Two comes out, does this change the order of importance for the JLA? Ben, I'm going to go with you first. Meaning, we focused on Superman and Batman. Right. I mean, those are the top two. Are we going to start shifting things a little bit because of the success and overwhelming success of those two solo projects? I mean, it would it would seem logical, especially. I mean, I mean, there's no guarantee that Affleck and uh, you know and a Cavill will even be back for Justice League Two. Exactly. Like, so I think. I mean, you've got two heavy hitters with Wonder Woman and Aquaman, and they seem to have, you know, very successful standalone movies, which is what they should have started with to begin with, um, to build their universe. And, you know, look at what Marvel did. They took a handful of their obscure characters and made them stars and then put them in a movie and made them popular. Whereas, you know, I think DC tried to kind of go the go a different route and tried to live off the old characters and then didn't work out so well. So like, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to deal with it. I don't know how you can, you know, have Superman and Batman be so integral to the story, the overall story of these movies and then just, you know, write them out um, unless they throw, you know, Cavill and, you know, Batfleck even more money so that they'll stay in. I don't know. Right. But uh, yeah, that's I think, I, yeah. So I think it seems natural that they would just, Focus on the, the characters that are good and, and people that like them and that they're they're coming off successful movies. And, you know, maybe that should be it for a while. And then bring Batman and Superman back a little while later and ha- have it focus on some lower tier characters. So you get up to Batman and Superman level again, maybe. I don't know. You know, that's interesting you were saying that because the Wonder Woman 2, Wonder Woman 84 is coming out. That's the next solo project, right? And then after that, Matt Reeves... His the Batman film is slated to be starting filming in November. They still don't know if Affleck's going to be in it, but they're pretty much ready this year to start filming. So I wonder what's the next step after Wonder Woman eighty four. But yeah, I, I wonder if this is a way of if they. You're right. If they would have done this initially, could you imagine how big the JLA would have been if they didn't introduce Superman and Batman in these films instead of instead of like using them as a crutch early on, imagine like being hyped yeah. at like the mention of like oh little Aquaman goes mentions Bruce Wayne. You're like, oh, we're actually gonna get to see Batman finally. Right, like right. it's been a while. We've haven't seen the haven't seen him since the Dark Knight trilogy. Like this is awesome. But yet people are like, more Batman? Like and eh. yeah. like I understand. If you love Batman, you're gonna be hyped no matter what. But I think the general public is like, eh, eh, Superman Batman, Aquaman, though, like, that was a good movie. Yeah, exactly. I still maintain that they could probably still do a JLA movie without Superman mm-hmm. and Batman. Okay. Uh, I think they could go in a whole different direction and have Wonder Woman and Aquaman as the anchors of this team. Do you think that would work? I think so. Okay. I think... The numbers don't lie. Yeah, I think at this point... People may just be a little sick, not not so much sick of it, but they may be okay with going forward with a different team. 
You know what I mean? And saying, right. here we go, guys. Fine. I'll, I can enjoy this team led by Diana and Arthur. And we already have a flash established. Maybe bring a Martian, you know, and then Cyborg is there still as crazy as it is. And everybody thought, well, he's just Iron Man Jr. But you know what I mean? It's still pretty cool. Yeah, I think with the success of other obscure characters and so much, you know, like C-list, third-tier characters that Marvel's shown. And let's be honest, Aquaman is not a flagship DC character. No, like, well, he, I, but Iron Man wasn't either. No, but that's the point. Aquaman is, you know what I mean? There's the Trinity, which is Batman, Wonder Woman, and Superman. Right. And I would say even Green Lantern's way more popular. Mm-hmm. The Flash, Green Lantern are way more popular than Aquaman. But again, taking another, you know, a lower level character and making this happen, I, I still, I think they, they have shown that they can do it now. Okay. I think with the Justice League, I think people start to see Batman's great. But when you put him next to these superheroes, he pales in comparison. We saw that. We saw that in. in well, they did that. Step they, there, they did that in I, Justice I know. League. I know. They did I know. That in I know. Let me let, let me give him his credit. Easy now. Easy Watch now. That bad privilege to come back in ass. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So in in Batman vs Superman, we saw that he paled in comparison to Wonder Woman, and, and although he does have the ability to put together a team, the only one who could. And he's the only one who could defeat them all. I get that. Yeah, it's super, uh, Batman is super in his own right. I would not fuck with Batman. Yeah, but he doesn't have superpowers. You're yes. Right. Yeah, yes. So he does on the physical stature and stuff like that pale in comparison. So I think I think we start to see a difference already with Batman. He's great. He's integral to this, but he can be put on a sort of a back burner. Superman's a bit tough. Superman's a bit tough to distance yourself from you know uh we saw that aquaman aquaman's a badass he uh we saw that even in uh was it justice league that he was great mm-hmm. and now we see that he's even better even more than that which is great they've added to his character and made more people like him fantastic good job mission accomplished wonder woman already was set you know even even with a five minute scene in uh batman vs superman she was already set and then they added to it fantastic yeah. superman's a bit tough to distance yourself from that's where I see the issue coming. But I think they're making strides into broadening and making their actual team stronger and everybody on that team more important. If they can do the same thing with Cyborg and turn him into something that people actually want to see just on his own, that'd be something I didn't think they'd be able to. And also add other additional characters like Les was saying, you know, Green Lantern Corps. Uh, I would love the Martian Manhunter. Was it make Flash even more than what he is now? I could see it happening. I could see it happening and maybe not separate Superman, but make him not as we need like Superman. Integral. Yes, we need Superman. You don't you don't necessarily need him, but he's great to to have there. Yeah. Right. The way you have to dance around to make compelling stories for a person who is in theory completely invincible, it's it gets to where it's like almost like only moral conundrums can can thwart him now it's one of those things mm-hmm. it's just I'm, it just kind of bores me and so okay. when you add all this other stuff i mean i'll probably see aquaman once it's available on home release but i'm not going to go to the theater to see it gotcha but i'm just like man i'm good kind of like what ben was saying initially is like we've seen batman and different versions of batman so many times i mean gotham's got him in now on this last season well, and, and they, they lost momentum with man of steel 
Let's be honest. I actually liked it. They that was a good movie, and they lost a lot of momentum. And BVS didn't help. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah they yeah, they could have they could have easily built on Man of Steel with a oh, strong sequel for sure. But absolutely, they, that was the game plan, Ben. That was what they were going to do. Yeah. But then the studio got, said, "No, no, no. We need to catch up with Marvel." And they screwed themselves. Yeah, they should have just tortoise like, in the hair like kind I of always, thing. Like I always say, there. I think in Batman v Superman, there's like there's a decent Superman movie in there. There's a decent Batman movie in there. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. if they taken like some of those storylines and just done up Superman movie and brought in Lex Luthor or whatever, like it might have worked. But trying to shoehorn all that into one movie, it was just all over the place. It like, was all over the place. Yep. Well, hopefully they're on the right path. I mean, they're, they've had a couple of really big successes. Yeah. We have an On the Throne with King Tom. Last week's On the Throne with King Tom sparked this amazing conversation. I'm sure this one will too. Let's do On the Throne with King Tom. Gentlemen, the king. Hey, Sith listeners and Sith listeners. I really enjoyed the conversation last week. I mean, the whole podcast. But what I'm talking about is what you guys were talking about after my question. Just and I second, thought everyone had some breaking points yeah. about <laughs> right. the future of MCU. Araj, I really understand where you're coming from about how with Mark and Chris and Robert and the dude who plays Thor, with them leaving, what's going to happen next. But at the same time, they know what they're doing. With the characters they have, even if they have different people playing them or they wait a while until we see them again i'm confident that the next few phases will be fine but it's it's the next phase that i want to talk about again but through a kind of different lens namely the x-men and the x properties you know last year we were supposed to get two x-men related movies i'm not counting deadpool here i'm talking new mutants and x-men dark phoenix but both of them were pushed back more than six months i think more than a year in case of new mutants my issue with these movies is more with Dark Phoenix. And I've said this before, I'm a huge X-Men fan and I have problems with the approach they're taking to making this movie. I think it's something that a story that could have been told in more than one segment. And it seems like they're squishing it in, but I'm torn because as an X-Men fan, I want it to do well. At the same time as a Marvel fan, these are characters that could be incorporated into the Marvel movies, help carry the next phase think you have wolverine and storm magneto definitely among the quote-unquote a-listers but then others could also not to mention that you could have a great x-men team out of any characters in the whole x-men stable so you want marvel slash disney to have those characters to have control and not have them be tainted by a movie that was hastily put together or has the so-called stink of a box office bomb the fantastic four does not have a great reputation movie wise because of the quality of the three fantastic four movies that we've got so i look at dark phoenix coming out and like i said i want it to do well but would it almost have been better to have that movie come out last november to give it some more time if it, if it was good you know okay it was good but if it wasn't what everyone thinks it would be or if it wasn't a hit It would give Marvel a little bit more breathing room to develop these characters on their own. And I think that would be a great thing for the MCU. But what will the reaction to Dark Phoenix, whether it's good or bad, have on the X-Men as they are about to enter the MCU? 
Just something I'm wondering. Should the movie have been earlier? What will the reaction be? Anyway, thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. You son of a bitch. Sorry. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I was like, yes, Satan. Holy shit. I Dude, that's from. Going a little crazy with us right now. I will not edit that out. That's from Parks and Rec. Oh, my God. That's some cowbell in there, too. Yeah, really. It was uh, Lover Boys. That's what it was. was, uh, That's that's exactly right. My God. (laughs) What? How does Lover Boy always tie into something that we do? We've had a whole episode. I don't know. I don't know, man. Oh, that was awesome. I love it. Threw right. me the hell off now. I don't know how to answer the question. Uh, <laughs> there was a question? I think they need to, you know, get all the ducks in a row, you know, get all these characters, all the stuff, exactly. and start dropping hints, start dropping little Easter eggs, but exactly. don't do anything major for a few years. Let it sit, right. let it simmer, and then you start, you know, dropping hints at mutants. You start throwing in that word. So they, can, they can now use that word and, mm-hmm. you know, do that stuff. Like, they, Disney has plenty of time. They have years to build this universe, and they can really do a great job. They've done a great job so far, and they haven't rushed it. And they did it without most of their biggest characters. So now that they have them, you know, take their time to actually integrate that and see in Phase 6 or whatever Fantastic Four shows up. Like, that's going to be cool. The way that I think of it is, whether or not it came out sooner or or it had come out now or earlier in November, like he said, there's going to have to be a lull. That deal is going to be finalized, but there's going to be at least just based off of production time, but also off of to separate, you know, the you know the Fox universe compared to the Disney universe, there has to be some time where people will almost forget or move on. So, they're going to finish this phase, whatever it is, you know, with Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Spider-Man, all that fun shit, Doctor Strange, and then later. So I'm not sure if it'll affect anything, to be honest, because we have to wait no matter what for for that universe to kick in. I do have one quick idea for them to, if you're going to pull titles, so that's what the problem with the X movies are right now. A few of the movies that they, for the newest trilogy that they've had with McAvoy and and, uh, Fassbender, they've been using actual titles from the comic uh-huh. as the movies. Right. So Days of Future Past, now they're using Dark Phoenix. Dark Phoenix is nowhere near what the story really is. This movie that's coming out is pretty Nothing much like the, the complete the graph, no. opposite no. of what Dark Phoenix is. But in order to wipe all of that away, there is a storyline they can use. There is a director that I would love for them to get to make this happen. Storyline would be X Men Inferno, and it's a whole demon in hell, div- hell, like a whole dimension of hell and demon universe coming in, and the X Men have to help stop that. Guillermo del Toro loves to direct that kind of stuff. He's and too I think busy that, doing the Yoda prequel. Uh, I think. Are you kidding me? I am kidding you. Yes. Oh, I think that would be the ultimate way when they finally do get all their ducks in a row to go ahead and wipe all that off and introduce this to the Marvel Universe. That's interesting. I just think they're going to reboot either way. You're yeah. not going to see any of these actors. No, and you're not going to see any actors, of these actors yeah. once Dark Phoenix is done. Oh, absolutely This is going to be completely rebooted. Yes, and then that would be the way is like, okay, yeah. let's introduce them through... Maybe not completely. Why is that? Uh, Hugh Jackman could come back. He said he well, would come back. I think yes. they'll make a few exceptions casting-wise. Right, if he wants to come back, he can right. come back. Or they could do Deadpool kills 
MCU Everyone. and wipe everything out with Brian Reynolds. And I mean, you have you have people like Patrick Stewart who just don't age and will be around forever. If you have a chance to bring him in the MCU, like you're gonna do it. True, true. Those iconic figures. Yeah, good point. All right, I think it's uh, I think it's time for Ben to play the flash round. Uh-huh. Well, you ready for the flash round, buddy? I, I hope I am. I'm really interested to see what your answers are. And remember, there's no wrong answer except for one question. Oh, I'm sure I'll find the wrong answer, but we'll see. Mm. I'm just hoping it's not the question that I think. We let Steve off from Black Series Rebels. We didn't even ask him the question, the number one question. Oh, he? no, I thought we asked no, him. We oh, we did let him off. We did. Oh, that's no. right. It's time for the flash round. This is where we try to figure out what's in that big old noggin of yours. You ready? Good luck. Ben? What's your favorite world to visit on Star Tours? Uh, Coruscant. Never get Coruscant. It's pretty that cool. drop, though, it's the best. Oh, that drop all the, the way down from space into the city, yeah, down level the city, the best. It is really cool. I never get that shit. We're going to go to Disneyland tomorrow, I think, We're mm-hmm. gonna, right? For a little bit. Oh, I hate you. You're going to Disneyland <laughs> tomorrow, and I'm if not. If I go to Coruscant, I will, I'm going to send you a message. I have to get up and go to work, and you're going to Disneyland. This is not fair. No, no, no. I'm going to work, too. It's just we work two minutes from Disneyland, so I think I'm going to go for lunch and meet up with these guys. Oh, that makes it even worse. My work is like eight hours from Disneyland, so yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Dang it. I apologize. All right. Han, Luke, Lando, or Cassian? Cassian. Cool. I'm a big Cassian guy right now after I watched Narcos Mexico. That's all I have to say. Favorite musical artist or band? ELO. Say what? Huh. Wow, that's pretty good. I like that. You know that you just blew my mind. <laughs> I, yeah, I was about to say Eric, that is for the far Eric, reaches. Eric, I was of not music expecting dude. that either at all. Oh, that's I, you yeah. See my face yeah. right now. I went, holy shit! He just said hello. Yeah, yeah. I'm a millennial said an oldie group. Oh, now that just hurts my heart. That does hurt my it, heart. It, it, <laughs> grain of salt, gentlemen. Wow, I'm very excited. You win the flash round already. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Some friends of mine are You're working welcome. on an ELO. Tribute band. Oh my, you know, which is really cool. God, that sounds amazing. Oh my gosh. If people don't know, a little light orchestra, ELO, was a fantastic band from the 70s and 80s. Mm -hmm. Catch them on Spotify. (laughs) Into the Spider Verse or Spider Man Homecoming? I really like Homecoming. I watched it the other day. (sighs) Top of your head, quickly. I love Homecoming. I'm going to do Spider Spider Verse just just to the brilliance of that movie. Okay, okay. Superman or Batman? Uh, Superman. Solo or Rogue One? Uh, solo. Favorite Avenger? Vision. Oh, we've never had a Vision answer. Pretty good. Nice. Favorite video game ever? Uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, the original. Oh, that was such a favorite toy. Toy. It doesn't toy. have to be Star Wars. Toy. It could be anything. Um, um, the Lego nice. ship that I made completely original that I made like years and years ago when I was a kid. I, compl- I made something like oh, and made my own story around it. How, so did, you, how nice. did you do that? That's awesome. That's very cool. I'll have to post a, I'll have to post a picture of it if I can find it somewhere. Yeah, it's not in the it's it. not in the best shape anymore if I can find an old picture of it. But yeah, it's it was awesome. It's like a it's like a garage with wings, but it's awesome. That is rad. I built a Voltron that Boo bought me and it took me six hours to build one fucking <laughs> lion. You picked the hardest lion. But it doesn't matter to me forever. Appreciate the gift. It was amazing. <laughs> Biggie or Tupac? I'm going to say Tupac, because he was almost Mace Windu. That's right. You didn't know this, Les? Les just no. looked at me. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did any audition 
Didn't he go in audition with? At some, he was. Yeah, he was in the running at some point. Of course, I mean, there was some weird choices. Like Michael Jackson was courting Georgia Banks, and Tupac was in the running for Mace Windu. So there were some weird choices. I don't know how George Lucas was into those choices. He was, but there were definitely possibilities at some point. Crazy. Captain America, Black Panther, or Iron Man? Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd? Uh, I'll do Led Zeppelin. Nice. Rolling Stones or the Beatles? Beatles. I knew he was going to say the Beatles because he's ELO guy. And Jeff Lynn's a massive Beatles fan. Last question, most important question for me at least. <laughs> Beyonce or Rihanna? Ben. Beyonce? You win. I'm sorry, the correct answer was Taylor Swift. I stay out too late. Game over. <laughs> I would have if that was an option. I, yeah. You heard me. That is just wrong. We heard you. Wrong. No, I agree with him. I agree with him. Oh, we heard you both. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I both, just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on my first Taylor and last Swift. episode of the Sith List. Yeah, yeah you're fine. <laughs> no, of course, there's no wrong answer except for the one you just made. <laughs> uh, Eric, is there any questions you would like to give, Mr. Hart? With I have one. Yes, I do have one. Okay. Uh, Empire Strikes Back or Solo? What? <laughs> no, I was just, I was gonna say Empire Strikes Back or any other movie ever. Empire. It's got to be Empire. Sorry. Uh, so it on Dominic Jones or Chris Siegel. Oh, oh that's no, a good one. you did it. Well, you know no, why, Ben? We, we used to, back in the day, always ask people if they if it's Johnny Grasso, Haas, or Mike. And then Johnny got mad at us because everybody would pick Haas. So we stopped asking that question. And, uh, so, so you have to answer this, yes. No, I don't. No, you know, no, no, no. we wouldn't. We wouldn't uh, do that. I'm gonna say Kieran. I, I'm gonna say Kieran Duggan. Oh, there you go. That's, that's my that's oh, my escape nice. Ben, you threw me for such a loop with ELO, man. You're off the hook for anything. <laughs> I don't that's right. Great pick, man. Great pick. Well, buddy, thank you for coming on. This is a long time coming. We are so happy that you decided to come on and um, spend an evening with us. We really, really appreciate it. We I cannot wait, and we cannot now, all of us cannot wait to hang out with you and and uh, I got to meet you at Celebration. Boo and I did, but it was such yeah. a cluster. It was such a cluster, and we were waiting, oh, yeah. waiting overnight and all that stuff. But it was it was great hanging out with you for the little time we did. It was awesome. But I can't wait to hang out with you more. And the Star Wars Underworld guys, tell people where they can find your podcast and the website and all that good stuff. Well, first of all, thank you so much, guys, for having me on. It was a pleasure. But looking forward to this for a while. You know, some there's certain podcasts I'm like, will they ask me on? Because I really want to be on the show. And Tithos was one of them. And I'm like, yes, I got on. So uh yeah, really I've enjoyed listening to the show for a while now, and to be on it is an absolute pleasure. You guys oh, are awesome. great. And I appreciate you having me, you, you listening to me flap my gums about uh Star Wars and a few other things because you know, it just comes naturally to me now and I need someplace to put it. So <laughs> This was a lot of blast. I will say, check out StarWarsUnderworld.com, which is, you can actually find both my shows there, but specifically the Star Wars Underworld podcast. We broadcast on Thursdays at 9 p.m. Eastern, and then the episode's up after that. We talk about, well, Star Wars, mostly, and maybe a few other things here and there. But uh, yeah, that's a lot of fun. And then my other podcast, as you mentioned, I'll stop Intergalactic Peace Coalition. That's a show that I do with my buddy Zach, and we talk about literally everything that you can possibly think of. We literally have a 
barbecue segment, a food segment on the show. It's a sci-fi podcast, but it's got a food segment. Go figure. Les is very excited um, about this. Check that out. And we're going to be talking about Spider-Verse this week. Um, nice. It's going to be a lot of fun. But as I said, we've done old franchises, new, new franchises. We did Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. It's all on the feed. A lot of fun. And those episodes actually go up on uh, later in the weekend on StarWarsOnTheWorld.com. You can find it at ipcpodcast.podbean.com is our host site. And then at ipcpodcast on social media, at the SWU on social media. And then you can find me personally at Ben Hart with no E. That's literally how it's spelled on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'm all over the place. He is. And he's a great follow, people. So check him out. And you can flap your gums anytime you want on the Sith list. Bring them over. Flap all night, all day. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. We had a great time. Mr. Struthers, can you please tell people where they can listen to your beautiful voice and stare at those beautiful non-split and long locks of blondness that you have? Absolutely, man. You can check out my other podcast that we want to have Ben Hart on there, actually. We've talked about it. Ben Hart wants to be on. (laughs) Well... I'm just, you, th- you want to talk about saying bad words, man. Luke and Dallas, they're the kings of it. Even my kid said so. But, yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Anyway, uh, yeah, check out the Bad Motivators. Our We record our 100th episode the day after this episode of The Sith List drops. So Ooh. how about that? You can check us out wherever podcasts are found. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric Strathers if you want to see what my cool hair is up to. It's mostly Star Wars, but every now and then I throw up, you know, a pick from a gig or, or something. Because I got neat guitars, man. By the way, Struthers, I have an electric guitar I brought home from work. And it's sweet. Cool. I just don't know how to play it. I'm going to start. In all seriousness, yeah, I can tell you some decent resources to get you started. and then Okay, perfect. I just want to play like Alex Lifeson from Rush within a month. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Better get started now. <laughs> Mr. Gonzalez, where can people find you other than the crawling and pulling hamstrings on walls? Uh, yeah, knocking walls down uh, here on the Sith list, obviously. And then uh, at Twitter, at Less Is More Seven. Mr. Bearded One, with a <laughs> wonderful shirt that has all kinds of Marvel characters on him. That's right. Where can people find you? At the Sith list, boo. And you can find me at the Sith list. Again, I will be on MSW's Now This Podcasting. Also, a shout out to Mr. Steele Saunders, who's doing another live event this Saturday. You won't be able to attend if you're listening to this on Sunday, but you will be able to listen to it once he puts it out there. So check that out. It's the predictions of 2019 for episode nine and anything Star Wars. So that should be pretty interesting. And we're going to go out and support like we always do. So check that out. And thank you so much for listening to us. On episode number 127, we will be back with Mr. Haas Burkhart next week from Blue Harvest on episode number 128 of The Sith List.